from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. Hello, Piet. How are you, my friend? Great, Jordan. How are you doing? Very, very good. We have an interesting theme this week on the segment. We're talking about uh, really famous performers who are a part of some of your favorite bands, maybe, of all time. We're kind of stepping out into their own spotlight here in Milwaukee. Yeah, just by the way that the calendars have worked, you've got these, uh, you know, I guess, sidemen or musicians that are in these bigger groups doing their own kind of solo things. And it all just happens in the next couple of days. It's just kind of interesting to see this theme. I mean, starting with Saturday, you've got David Crosby, who's yep. playing at the Pap Cedar. He's in a little group you may have heard of called Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Yes, of course. Sometimes young. Yes, right, sometimes <laughs> young. And, of course, there's the birds. And and he had a major falling out with Young and basically a major falling out with Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Right. So Crosby, Stills, and Nash isn't really existing right now. Kaput. He's kind of known more for just being kind of a crank in a lot of ways. <laughs> you know, he's just like, you know, he's just a cranky Twitter guy. He gets into beefs with people. Uh, but He'd be he, a good character for, like, uh, Beavis and Butthead back in the day. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> knowing but, neighbor. But, you know, he's got the, there's this documentary coming out that Cameron Crowe put together that's getting really great reviews. And I was really impressed when he played the Crosby, Stills, Nash show by his solo material. Uh, this is a few years ago now. But, you know, I think there's a lot to him being a solo performer. And being able to see him with the Paps, I think, should be a, a good treat. Absolutely. Potawatomi hosting another artist who I think sometimes if you don't mention his uh, rock resume, you might not even be as excited. But Nils Lofgren band performing. Nils, of course, a rock and roll Hall of Fame member via E Street Band. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, he's with the E Street Band. And he's playing, uh, yeah, Saturday at uh, Northern Lights Theater at Potawatomi. And he's touring behind a new album that just came out uh, called Blue with Lou. Uh, where uh, I think a few of the songs, like maybe half the songs, were uh, co-written with uh, Lou Reed before Lou passed away, obviously. Awesome. And, you know, these were songs that they just had, had done together. They never really kind of got out, and now they finally did. So this is a chance to see that kind of material Saturday. Now, a much bigger venue in town, the Pfizer Forum hosting Cher, but we're not talking about Cher. We're talking about her opening artist, Now Rogers. Yes, Now Rogers with his uh, new formation of Chic is going to be there uh, opening up. And I think that's, that's a great opening bill. I'm Super I'm a little bit more excited for him, honestly, than for Cher. No offense to Cher, which will be fun, but you know, I think he, you know, he'll put on a great show. And of course, he's known for his own material, but he's known for so many other things. Right. It's kind of what we're mentioning him here. I mean, everything from kind of collaborating with Daft Punk to David yep. Bowie. He's just got such a crazy, wild discography. And speaking of wild discography, I think the last artist we're talking about today has one of the widest spanning careers, performing with The Pretenders, Talking Heads, Modest Mouse, and recording on countless classic records, the legendary Johnny Marr in town. And he was in a group you may have heard of in the past called The Smiths. Yeah, The Smiths. They did a couple things, you know, in the <laughs> 80s. Um, yeah, so Johnny Marr, he's playing. That's also very exciting. He's going to be at the Paps Theater on, on Tuesday. But he's been doing his own thing. I mean, I think the most recent band he was with was Modest Mouse. He's been doing kind of solo stuff as well, including a new album called Call the Comet. Mm -hmm. So he'll be touring behind that material. Piet, let's continue this conversation next. And I want to talk a little bit about uh, at what point is this kind of tired? And at what point is this exciting for an artist to step out from their classic association and do their own thing? We'll talk about that next. Stay tuned. It's Tapped In. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. I'm 
A classic from the Smiths. It's tapped in. I'm Jordan Lee, program director here at 889. And of course, with me as always, Piet Levy from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. I always get your title wrong. Music editor, music writer? I'm a music, music writer, writer. The Journal Sentinel, okay. yes. All right. I, wanna, I always want to give you like a chief operating musical <laughs> directing guy title. Well, that's very kind. But I don't it's know. Meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, our conversations might be uh, a little opinionated, but that's what we do. We, we, you know, we work in rock and roll. This is this is our gig, right? So we love talking about this stuff, and we love sharing our opinions with you. And and we're going to continue to talk today about artists who, again, have become a part of the you know American music fabric. They're a part of the world music sound as they have done great work, and their work has become in essence timeless. But it's always been through the vehicle of their original bands mm-hmm. and now we're talking about artists who are stepping out from their original band and doing their own thing some with a varying degree of solo success more some more than others but we just heard something from the smiths there's no doubt the smiths the pretenders the talking heads modest mouse those are really really important bands that i would dare say are classic must listen to artists for any music lover johnny marr that's the fabric that connects all those acts together yeah absolutely and you know i think you know, kind of the ultimate question is like, is it worth seeing these guys right. when, they're, when they're kind of separated from the things right. that they're known for? Because if you're a fan of those groups I just mentioned, there's a very good chance he will not play any of those songs. Yeah, yeah. Or he might touch on some things here and there. But yeah, that's that's just the big kind of question mark. I think you have to be a real super fan of those kinds of bands and specifically of the guitar work that Johnny Marr did. Yes. His guitar work is very, very signature. Signature. Um, so, you know, it's very distinct. And so if you are like a really big kind of guitar guy or gal and uh then maybe seeing the solo show kind of makes a lot of sense and obviously following the solo material would make some sense as well but you really have to be very very passionate about you know his work with the smiths probably and him individually to to even warrant buying a ticket even if it's going to be in a more intimate venue than right you know if the smiths somehow got back of course and let's not forget like johnny marr i think of the artists we've talked about today in the podcast he has had a really exceptional solo career that has done quite well. But we also talked about Niels Lofgren. Uh, you know, he also has a nice discography, but none of it has even gotten close to touching his work with East Street Band. No, right, absolutely. And obviously the East Street Band kind of raises attention for him. But he does have good stuff, and he has this kind of cult following as well. What's interesting about that show is it's, you know, it's at a 500-seat theater. Of course. You know, so again, I think you could be a diehard fan of East Street Band, and probably a diehard fan of Nils Lofgren, uh, his guitar work with the E Street Band, right. to be able to kind of warrant going to pay a ticket for that. And the ticket prices aren't that bad for Nils Lofgren. Good call. They're, they're, they're <laughs> definitely a lot cheaper than yes. for, for the boss. And, uh, you know, it, it, I mean, you're not going to hear necessarily boss songs. Right. But, but again, I think you just have to be kind of like really in the weeds with your love for this kind of stuff, especially like I could see paying a ticket to see him now if you were a fan of Lou Reed and you were – really curious or interested about these new Lou Reed songs that Nils Lofgren co-wrote with him. Um, that's part of this tour cycle. So that, that's part of it too. Um, so, yeah. Well, okay, this raises a good point. Ticket pricing. All right, we talked about Niall Rogers opening up for Cher. We both are equally more excited to see Niall and what he's going to do and look at the breadth of work he's got available than just as our personal opinion yeah. than Cher. But here's the point. The price point on that show might prohibit the Niles Rogers fans from showing up and heading out. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. You got to make an investment. You're you're going to have to stick through and see share. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> which, which yeah, which which it's you could, probably a great spectacle. Yeah, and she it will Vegas be. residencies and stuff. Yeah. She's got and, a great and plus, career. And plus he's going to do a shortened set. He's not going to, you know, right. it's going to be, you know, uh, probably like an hour set maybe max. So max, right. You know, he's not going to necessarily go 90 minutes or whatever, or 2 hours. And, and of all the artists we talked to you about to, or talked about today, I think the the David Crosby factor is probably the most unique one because, as we mentioned earlier, this is a guy who's burned bridges. He he's been a part of um, bands that are again in the all time must own album list. Yeah, he's in there a few times. Yeah. However, who do you have any speculation on what his his set list is even going to sound like? No, I mean I think it'll be you know some of the stuff from the the you know Crosby, Stills, Nash era that were kind of his material sure. that he was like behind. He did, like I said, I, I we mentioned in the first segment, he did a show a few years ago now and played some songs. There is this documentary that Cameron Crow is behind about yes. him that's gotten a lot yes. of good reviews. There probably be, he might honestly be playing a bigger venue than the Paps if the documentary had come first. Good point. You know, nationally, like, we've seen like, that a lot of attention. Yes, yeah. Yes. I think, you know, there's a lot of buzz around the documentary. Again, amongst people who are really like deep in the weeds on this yeah. music stuff, not necessarily buzz to like, you know, Avengers fans. But I've seen that happen before. I remember when the Flaming Lips documentary came on, they were not in album cycle at that time. Yeah. It was right before they were going to do the Dark Side of the Moon. Kind oh, of sure. reinterpretation they yeah. did, so they were in between projects. Yeah, but that documentary was kind of hard to miss. Yeah, and I felt like folks who care about music, that documentary was coming across your feed, and uh, I know that tickets sold really well for that tour because of that documentary. Yeah, or you know, like the the searching for Sugarland, you know, yeah, the searching the, for Sugarman documentary. Yeah, Sugarman, perfect yeah, example. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, example. exactly. So I mean, he had no real touring career until no. That. Same with same with, An- same right. with Anvil that you know they definitely right. got kind of a big oh, boost. Great example. And they still kind of come through here. They're playing club shows at this point now because it's been a bit since the documentary. But yeah, they got a boost there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the, the twenty feet from stardom documentary. Some of those too. folks kind of did some things as well. So that also kind of helps a little bit too if you got you know kind of a movie going on around here but this is this show is kind of coming before that documentary is really kind of spread wide and and so um you know but i again i you know he is still uh, i was still really a few years ago now impressed by his singing right impressed by his songwriting so this this could be uh it's it could still be a good show it's it's a bit of a question mark but i think going back to a conversation <laughs> we had before like between this and a hologram show i'd probably go for this right well yeah and, and <laughs> honestly you know david's chops have not really fallen off there are some artists of his of his vintage yeah who have no business being on the road yeah, anymore yeah, yeah. Sure. and some have really actually you know worn well with time in fact we were talking about e street band i heard the new bruce springsteen song last week and it sounds great yeah i mean he's just you know he's 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 sharpened yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's aged right some artists i mean i saw right. willie a couple years ago and he played a third of the show yeah 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 he, i mean it'll be hit and miss with him i've seen him on really great nights i've yep. seen him on kind of weak nights mm-hmm. i've seen him on rough nights but he still delivered this one show at Summerfest, like he had this guitar solo that was just like breathtaking, and he was like having a rough night, but somehow yeah. the guitar solo just was amazing. Mm. Um, you know, and speaking of side guys, like um, Stephen Van Zant, he when he Perfect. came through, yep. and he's gonna come through again in the fall. He's got this big, huge band behind him, you know, and so I think that's kind of the, the selling point too. Mm-hmm. Is you know, you know, obviously you know him from the, the you know the Bruce stuff, yep. but you know he's got this like big wall of sound kind of going on right. too. So and it really, you know, he's such a rock and roll guy, yeah. with, you know, with his you know. The, 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 with the show and everything, the serious channel that, you know, 
it makes sense to kind of relive some of his passions through this band. So that's another reason too. Um, side guys that I'm not a big fan of, <laughs> Ringo Starr, man. I, I don't know. I'm not with the Ringo Starr all-star band at I'm, this point. I'm on your team with that yeah, one. Yeah, you know, and I know people love it, and they, you know, it's there's a big nostalgia thing going on there, but I just find it so cornball. Yeah. You know, the, the last couple times I've seen him, he's, he's kind of had the same sort of lineup. They all, like, are just, like, you know, kissing his foot and everything and just like, really kind of like blowing smoke for Ringo Starr. Ringo Starr doesn't really play that much anymore. Right. He kind of does some kind of kitschy little banter yes. and the peace signs. And then, you know, they all of them take turns kind of playing their own stuff. And it's just, it's just like, it's a glorified cover band, but yeah. it's not a very soulful cover band either. And, you know, there's no like, there's no real, you don't really get a sense of purpose or, you know, I think it'd be much inter more interesting if there was like maybe more stories between the songs yes. or more about that. It's just not that at all. Another thing I've seen as of recent that was kind of a hard pill to swallow. I saw Capadonna from Wu Tang not too long ago, oh, okay. and they're coming back to town for the 25th anniversary show okay. of Enter 36 Chambers. You know, I mean, like that's incredible. And you know, if I saw, I've seen Ghostface solo, I've yeah. seen RZA solo. Yeah. But you know, with a group that big, not everybody's a star in Wu Tang yeah. Clan. And I have yeah. to say, you know, like Capadonna doing his verses from select Wu Tang songs. Let me just wanting to hear RZA. Yeah, right, yeah. It's just some, some things are just not going to work. Right. And speaking of things not working, did you hear that uh, the guys from Insane Clown Posse tried to do solo tours? Ooh. <laughs> Insert sad trombone sound here. They were supposed to play Club Garibaldi. Like, the, the two guys were doing, like, their own separate shows, and they both booked shows at Club Garibaldi in Milwaukee, like, in February. What? Yeah, and then the shows never happened because it was, like, no one, I mean... I don't know who really wants to see ICP at this point in 2019. Unfortunately, quite a few people. Maybe, uh, maybe enough. But, quite a few. But apparently not enough wanted to see one of the guys from ICP alone and then another guy from ICP alone. They just want to see them together. So this whole wait, were they to, touring as separate? So like, it was it separate like solo was it like Outcast like solo album, solo yeah. album stuck together? Yeah. yeah, I mean they were just doing separate. It was like you know one guy did a show was booked for a show at Garibaldi and then a month later the other guy was supposed to come through oh and different think, dates okay different sorry. dates got it yeah, got it and okay. then I, thought just, they were, I thought the one was like opening up for no, the other one no no different <laughs> dates it's like see half of ICP in February yeah, see the other half. half in March pay twice as much you know like it's just that that, that made no sense <laughs> to me not a good value all. proposition no no though. exactly not so <laughs> they learned their lesson and I think they are coming back together unified as one. And what podcast covers ICP and David Crosby <laughs> in the same episode? I challenge you to find another one that does it. Tapped In does it. And if you don't subscribe to this podcast, what are you waiting for? If you're listening, click subscribe and we can make sure that this fun banter and weird opinions is into your inbox every single week. Wherever you find your podcast, we are there. Tapped In is produced by Kenny Perez. Our handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from you our members. Yet, I'll see you next time for Tapped In. See you next time.